Hi, welcome once again to another episode of my podcast, Get Off My Lawn. I am your host, Eric Buckner, and today's episode is entitled COVID Concerns, because yes, the virus is still among us, and as this drags on through 2020, there's still some things that concern me in regards to this. Now, of course, yes, for those of you who are familiar with my podcast and know season one and how I basically broke everything down as the virus was beginning and going on, for you to hear another episode in which I deal with coronavirus 19 may not be your cup of tea. You may just not be here for that. I will allow you this moment to go ahead and tune me out. I'll see you next week. Okay, now that all the adults are left in the room, let's be honest about this thing. We are several months into this thing. We assume early on that no necessarily may not go away like magic, as a certain person has said. And man, I know he wishes that was true right now. But at some point, we felt like the virus would be under control and we wouldn't be worried about this so much. And we'd be able to be okay until they came with the proper vaccine or cure, what have you. Well, unfortunately, that is not the case right now. We are looking at over 7 million cases here in the United States alone. Over 205,000 people no longer with us. And this week in the world, we crossed the threshold of a million cases of the virus that have killed people. And keep in mind, those are just the reported numbers, because as we know, other countries are only telling us so much. It could be way, way worse there than it's here, for all we know. Because they like to keep those types of informational stats under wraps, or quite frankly, they don't have the technology to keep up with it all. They just maybe basically tossing people in big old ditches and burying them up, and we don't know what's going on. But anyway... Those are those countries. We got to let them figure this thing out to a degree. But let's talk about America. And yes, unless you've been living under the rock the last few days, by now you know that the leader, and yes, even though he is quote unquote sick, he still does not get my respect enough to say his actual name. So the leader has contracted coronavirus along with his wife, and several people in his immediate circle. Of course, this is an issue because, like it or not, he is the president of these United States. So what happens to him does affect us to some way, shape, or form. Because, of course, if he comes to a point, and as of this broadcast, he is not at that point yet, where he is unable to perform his duties, then, of course, there are protocols in play that will put the vice president or uh, some semblance thereof in charge of the country until he is better, assuming he will be. Now, keep in mind, as you know, he is of a particular age and has some of the pre-existing conditions that they prefer you not to have and while you battling the virus, in terms of him being overweight and things of that nature. But um, in the end, you also know, because he is the leader of the free world, he has the best medical care that anybody possibly could get in the world at this point. So if anybody's going to get better, more than likely it will be him. That being said, 
we are now learning a very, very good thing that should have been thought about and dealt with way more early on and even now. That's called contract tracing. As you know, that means that when a person gets the virus, they try to figure out who are who they've been around and who uh, has been around them so they can determine if that person has the virus or if that person is going to get sick. So now the scramble in the last 48 hours is to test all the president's immediate circle and everybody has been around him to determine who has contracted the virus. And of course, depending on what hour it is, we're finding more and more people in that circle have in fact tested positive. You also have to consider that there was a, a debate earlier this week, at least if you want to call that debacle sham of a crybaby toddler session a debate, and that the person he debated, Joe Biden, was there also in his presence. And like I said, because we don't know when, what exact point he contracted the virus, there's a possibility that at some point that virus spread from one part of the stage to the other part of the stage and on the job. Now, of course, Joe has tested negative as of yesterday. But remember, people, from what we do know about coronavirus, and granted, there's still things we don't fully understand, there's an incubation period within the virus. And that's anywhere from two days to 14 days. So, yes, even though he has tested negative today or yesterday, constant testing will probably have to take place to determine whether or not he did not eventually get it. And it's just now kicking up in his body, along with anybody else. Now, also remember, the leader has been out campaigning, having his pep rallies, as I call them. The rah-rah boost them up my ego rallies, where thousands of people, and yes, granted, they've been outside, but yet they still happen, were there. And you know that he does not encourage people to wear the mask. Yeah, I'm going to have to go there sometime in the episode. Stay tuned. But yeah, because of that, they're out in the open. No social distancing. No mask. And one thing led to another. And of course, as they're testing some of these people. And I encourage you, if you happen to be one of these people that listen to the podcast and went to any of these rallies in the last week or so, you might want to go get tested. He might have gave it to you or hell. All we know, you might have gave it to him. However it went. Bottom line is the chain within the contact tracing is starting to go around. And along every stop, it seems like a few people were positive. So in the end, whether he gave it to them or they gave it to him, it's all spreading around. Now, again, here's my concern about COVID. Among everything else, the numbers are increasing in most of the states. This is after six months later. This is after us shutting things down, opening them back up. This is after summertime is now over and the cold weather's coming. This is after that a lot of states and a lot of major business outlets have mandated that you wear a mask within the building in order to enter said building. We're still seeing large outbreaks. And of course, a lot of these outbreaks, as you again do the contact tracing, is from three or four different outlets, it seems like. One, People going to bars and restaurants and people in said bar and restaurants spreading to others to school. Because, yes, now school has become a breeding ground for spreading. In particular, those college people that's going to school. 
as most of them are having parties despite it all. And that's leading to things going awry and people coming up with several cases of the virus. Not good, people. Another place where people are getting it is basically in their homes as they're entertaining large groups of people having birthday parties and dinner parties and gatherings because they're tired of being alone and not requiring people to wear masks because they're family or they're close personal friends. And in the end, yeah, that's leading them to get the virus. So these are things we have to consider as now the colder weather's coming and the vaccine, though they keep saying may come soon, is not realistically gonna happen anytime, probably this year at all. Because of course if it does, there's a whole bunch of other things we need to consider. We're not gonna go there right now. But bottom line is, I still have to talk about COVID at this point, folks, because it still very much exists. And yes, I'm concerned about it because there's still things about it that we don't understand. There's still things about it that we're doing anyway, despite it. We're getting very lax, people. We're starting to, after months, figure, okay, well, I haven't got sick so far, so I'm not going to worry about it. But then there's that other catch-22 in this thing. The fact that, okay, there's people like myself who, yes, I've been tested and I came out negative and that's fine and all. But because we know what the factors are when you become sick with the virus and what some of the symptoms are, at some point in the year, yeah, I felt like I had a few of those symptoms and I felt kind of bad for a few days, but I got over it. But that being said, there are studies now that talk about the lingering effects of COVID and how people are still having trouble with their breathing and fatigue and heart functions and kidney functions and things of that nature. So no, I'm not having nothing that severe, but yeah, I haven't been quite myself energy wise after that said time I thought I was sick and may have had it. And there's several other people who probably, for a well, matter of fact, I know this from talking to people that may think they have had it at some point and just didn't get tested for it at that time and was okay enough to kind of work their way through it. But in the end, because testing itself is somewhat shaky for basic person A, though, isn't it amazing how you could be an athlete or political person or what have you and you can just go get a test instantly and you just keep getting tested every day and it's not... A problem at all. Nice when you could afford such things. But I digress. The issue is that for us people who think we may have had it, the antibody tests have proven to be not quite reliable. And of course, they're even harder to get than the actual COVID test. So who knows whether you had it or not. And if you did have it, you might be a person that felt like, okay, it's better off not telling people because yeah, in certain instances, people do act a little differently when they find out you've had the virus. Because again, we don't know what we don't know. And of course, there's always been those reports ever since the first couple months of this thing where they thought people may have possibly 
contracted the virus a second time. Not being talked about so much of late, but remember, this is a respiratory virus that's similar to the flu in certain aspects. I know I've had the flu more than once. Sure, some of you have too. Who's to say that you might not get the virus anymore? There does not appear to be a lifetime immunity thing at this point from what we know. That once you get this virus, your body automatically fights it with antibodies and whatnot. Certain diseases work that way, but we don't know if this one does. Novel virus, still new, still getting to know what is what. So yes, that concerns me as well. And now, of course, there are other issues that come into play. And now I must address the coronavirus relief that Congress has been trying to work out these last several months. Now, of course, in this world of 2020, we got to look at how the Democrats blame the Republicans and the Republicans blame the Democrats and so on and so forth. I still find it real first going on they found it not so difficult to work together to make the initial package but then it's been cattywampus ever since why don't you still not see that one there are more people sick from the virus at this moment than it was at that moment two yes we have opened certain things back up but not fully because it's not wise to three Basically, every major business, with the exception of the Amazons and the Krogers and stuff of the world, is suffering from a lack of people participating and using their services. A lot of people are back to work, yeah, but they're not getting the hours that they normally get. We've discussed all that. That being said, we are worse off now than then. So if we needed the money then, don't you think we definitely not only need it now, but maybe even more so? And let's not forget, people, our taxes pay this money. They get it from us for us to use for the federal government and what have you. Why do you feel you hundred or so people in uh, the Senate and three, four hundred people or so in House of Representatives that you and your infinite wisdom should deny us the right to utilize our money? Yeah, I understand the deficit and whatnot it causes later on down the line, but if several million of us ain't here to have that discussion no more, why does that matter? Bottom line is the COVID is here now. We need help now. We can't afford to worry about what's going to go on later in terms of the debt. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it, because remember, we are not the only country dealing with this. They all are. And of course, it would be a lot easier to deal with if we all had universal health care so that if we do get sick, we don't have to worry about these big ass bills and whatnot. You know, people of color tend to be leery about going to get checked out and things to begin with. But part of why that is, is because health care is so expensive, particularly when you're only making blase splee money at basic job ABC. So you kind of got to deal with it that way to the degree. Because then you're looking at robbing Peter to pay Paul in terms of getting yourself back out the hole. But in the end, they have adjusted the HEROES Act in the House of Representatives along party lines, which basically means Democrats 
because there's more of them in the house than not. Passed it for the most part along themselves and the Republicans don't want to cross their party. So they said no. And now, of course, the Senate saying that you still want to spend too much money. But the real issue appears to be that they do not want to give the states that shut down any additional money to get back out the hole. But again, that is their money that they sent to the government to contribute. They should be allowed to utilize it as well. Yes, I understand there's more Republican-ran states than Democrat states, but also understand that most of those Democratic states house most of the people in the United States. Long story short is, yes, there's still a nice amount of people who are unemployed and need that help, and they need to work this out sooner or later. Whether it's a partial bill until they figure out the rest, what have you. It's been a couple months now since they cut off the $600, and uh, the stimulus could be utilized by people as well. People that are behind on their rent, property taxes, mortgages, what have you. So they need to get that together. Um, another thing that happened this week I'm concerned about is Michigan Supreme Court declared that Governor Whitmer, Big Rich, did not have the right to make all the executive emergency orders that she's made during the pandemic to keep us safe. They feel like she overstepped their boundaries, and as a result, they are determining that her power to do that is no longer valid. Of course, thank God, whatever she has put into place until near the end of the month will stay in place. But after that, it's anybody's guess, because of course, that politic thing come into play, because the Michigan State Senate is Republican-ran, and you got a Democratic governor. It's a big mess, people. But bottom line, I do not approve of them opening Michigan up fully like Florida appears to about to do. 100% no restrictions, no masks, no nothing. No, don't do this. That will be a mistake. A mistake, a costly mistake, one that will cost many people their lives, more than already have. 205,000 people is a third of this city's population. That's just like literally doing a, a, a Vanos and boom, snap your fingers and a third of the city is gone. Yes, there's 331 million people in the United States, but still, we cannot nominalize the fact that 205,000 people and county have died. We should never get to a point where we look at them as collateral damage or it is what it is that the leader said. I really wonder if that phraseology is playing in his head as he lays there battling COVID-19 in his hospital bed. I really would like for him to have some type of epiphany while he's laying there and come out and look at this thing way different. But based on what we've seen of this man, I don't think that's going to happen. Now, another thing is now that the cold is coming, we also must think about the fact that it's flu season again. And my concern is that because people don't trust these shots and vaccines no more than they would, that they're not going to go out and get them, but yet still be out and about in the public. 
Now, we already know the numbers that 30 or 40,000 people every year die from the flu here to begin with. But those numbers have increased over the years because more people are not taking proper care of themselves. Not to mention, how many times have you been out and about and seen people during winter months barely got a coat on, barely wearing a sweater? Those things aren't cute. I can't breathe with all that on. It's like y'all tell people you can't breathe with that mask. And yeah, now that we went back there, let's go there. Again, we have to keep having these explanations and discussions. No, the mask does not completely make you immune to COVID-19. But remember, you wear the mask not so much to protect you from other people, but more so to protect other people from you. It is truly more than anything else a courtesy thing because you do not know if you have COVID-19. Yeah, you assume because you don't have any of the symptoms you might, but again, people remember over half of the people who have contracted COVID-19 have shown no symptoms whatsoever. Asymptomatic means out symptoms, no symptoms at all. But meanwhile, because you don't have those symptoms does not mean you are unable to spread the virus. If anything, that makes you the most dangerous person because you're spreading the virus and people have no idea that it's in your system. And because they don't see you as having any signs of being ill, they're comfortable with being around you. There are certain people that I've seen on my Facebook and Instagram timelines. And it's like they're just tempting fate to the fullest. They are going out every day. They partying. And when they show them at these places, they ain't got no mask. You wonder if they even own one. I know they probably do for simple fact. Certain places you're just not going to get into without it. But that being said, you go out your way to make sure you be able to not wear that mask as much as possible. And somebody else thought that way, didn't he? And where is he right now? How many more people of note need to get the virus for you to maybe finally figure out? Maybe I should listen to most of the epidemiologists that's saying that if we at least wore the mask, it would at least significantly cut down on the spread of the virus, if nothing else. They've been saying these things for months and months and months. And some of y'all just don't get it. And for the love of God, if one more person comes on my news outlets and say, if I get it, I get it. If I die, I die. Man, oh man. Now, one more thing that we need to address is the mental health situation that's coming into play because of COVID. I'll go there in a minute. Okay, we're back. Discussing COVID concerns on this episode of the podcast. And like I said, I want to address some of the mental issues that's coming into play. I'm concerned about this because, of course, some people, because of how COVID-19 has played itself out, have not been as active as they would like to be. They've lost their jobs. They've lost their ability to go back and forth. They're not around people the way some of them actually feel they need to be. They're not able to partake in 
some of the activities that help keep them sane. And as a result, they're not dealing with it well. I'm actually really concerned about people who, like myself, have lost people that they've cared about during this pandemic and how they're contending with it. I must admit, sometimes it's hit me kind of hard and I didn't deal with it that good that particular day or two, but I've been managing to do enough things to keep myself busy and keep my mind focused and not concern myself with it as much. But for other people, that's a lot harder to do. In a society now, there seems to be a lot of people that have anxiety issues under normal circumstances. But because of COVID and the racial unrest and everything else that's going on, these people aren't faring well. And they're going to other things to help ease the pain, to help get them in a place where they can supposedly be more mellow, but may actually be causing themselves more harm than good. Now, I'm talking about some of the people that have turned to alcohol on a daily basis or have turned to prescription drugs or, you know, the use of marijuana or things of that nature to help calm their nerves and get them through it. Now, in moderation, some of that is okay. Definitely not prescription drugs or the, the mollies or any of that. Don't condone that at all. But in the same token, these things are happening because among the things that are going on sale and getting an increase in sales beyond uh, gun sales and things of that nature, which concerns me as well, are alcohol and marijuana. The, the sales of those things are definitely increasing month by month. And it's a not a good thing because one, besides the fact that you're not helping your body in that way if you're abusing these things, but because this is how we choose to cope, when we do come out of the pandemic, a lot of these things still have addictive traits to where, okay, things are better now, but you're still dealing with these things and consuming large quantities of this stuff, and you're causing your body more harm than good. I can't sit here and tell you exactly how you need to deal with it, nor should I actually sit here and tell you, don't do these things at all. I don't do them, but to each their own within a certain realm of possibility. The thing is, you have to be mindful that you're doing these things and consider why you're doing these things. And if it's because you truly, truly feel like you need to and you have no other way to cope, please know there are other ways. And please seek them out. Don't get yourself to a point where you become so dependent on having that quick swig or smoking that quick blunt or taking those mollies that you can't operate no other way. That's not the way to be. And if in the end you get real down, as I sometimes do, seek out a support system. And if you don't have one, try to find one. In this day and age of 2020, you could look on websites and there's things for uh, suicide prevention and all type of things where you could just find somebody to talk to. And kind of talk it out. Because sometimes it only takes that. You just need somebody to listen and understand. Y'all go back and forth and you feel a little better about it all. We got to help ourselves through this thing. And of course another concern I got to quickly address is. 
as a lot of schools are going online and people are attempting to do the Zoom life with the kids and whatnot and all the little potholes along the way that we did not consider in terms of uh, internet connectivity and equipment for the kids and computers and laptops and all that. It's been a struggle. And talking to some of my educator friends, they're saying, no, these kids aren't learning like they normally would in a classroom. Too many distractions. Too many technical issues that you have to deal with. Too many things that you have to try to condense so that you can at least get that lesson in. A lot of these online schools only doing five, six hours a day. And that's including lunch and all that. So how much are they actually learning? Yes, we're not going to worry about the standardized test as much, but long story short, your kid not learning what they need to learn. And hell, when they did have full school and whatnot, I questioned what they was learning then when it comes to certain things. We'll get into that in another podcast. But yeah, that is a concern as well. So... As the days go on, and also keep in mind, people, the holidays are coming up, too. And, you know, people have a way of not doing so well during the holidays. And COVID-19 is definitely not going to help that either. Especially since, to a degree, we can't have the holidays like we really want to because of COVID-19. So, right now, as we listen to this podcast and about to wrap it up, I tell you to... Take that time and self-reflect for a second and think about some of these things and consider how you coping. Am I doing okay, really? Am I just trying to blow my way past this until things get better? Or am I really in a situation to where I might need some help? And if the answer to that is yes, please seek that help out by all means. For those of you who have the Get Off My Lawn access page and you might be one of those people that I'm speaking of, inbox me. No, I'm not a licensed professional on any means, but I can at least try to help. I can try to help you find some help or I can just hear you out for a few minutes. We can talk about we all in this together, people, and we got to remember that, okay? Because together we will get through it. It may take a little while longer than we at first expected, but in the end, we can make this thing happen. So that being said, let's end this episode of Get Off My Lawn. I thank you. And for your new listeners, thank you for checking me out and listening. And hopefully we can get some good topics and good discussions going. If you have any comments or things about this episode, there's the Get Off My Lawn page on Facebook. Keep in mind, you need to go to my Facebook page to find it because there is another Get Off My Lawn page that don't have nothing to do with me. I am Get Off My Lawn with three exclamation points. You'll see that nice green grassy lawn that I talk about. That one's me. Go ahead and let's get you signed up and let's go back and forth with it and go from there. So, all right. Until next time we discuss, be safe. Do your research. Keep your mind in a good place. Tell a friend. Check on your peoples. All that good stuff. Hang in there, y'all. It's going to be okay. Later.